NBA Australia, how are you going? That's right, it's NBA Australia, it's Wednesday, November 1st. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website called CodeBet. Go check that out at codebet.com.au. Uh, you can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, uh, Fox Sports Lab NFL, CodeBet Daily, whatever else. Yeah, I'm around. Uh, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. That's right, not into work. Not in the work studio. I've been dealing with a uh, bit of a dog situation. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but either way, look, pinching a punch of the first day of the month. It's November 1st. It's always one of the weirdest days because it's the uh, exact moment when you really get belted over the head with the idea of the time difference between Australia and the USA. It's like, oh, dude, it's Halloween. And it's like, what? That was yesterday. Had all those kids ringing the doorbell. Had Squid number Squid Unos running around in his astronaut outfit having a great time. And it's like, there's Wembenyama as Slender Man. It's like, are we convinced? Are we sure that he's not Slender Man? What are we doing? Anyway, uh, we're sort of slate to talk about today. Obviously, the James Harden trade. We're going to break that down because we actually know the details. We didn't know it when we taped yesterday because it broke literally as we're doing the outro. So uh, uh, I think we'd stopped. We'd hit the end of the recording. And had to do the little addendum at the start. Stats going on. So I'll go through it today. Uh, we'll talk about the games. Some awesome stuff there. The Spurs-Suns game was hilarious. Uh, we'll cover those in the NBA straight. Game wraps. We've got That's on the Knife. Old mate, no mate. Spot of the Night. Better than Lonzo Ball. There's Yeah, Nazi. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now back take yes. We're serving up. A flame girl take. There's an Andrew. Oh, yeah. And Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Uh, and we'll pick and preview a really big array of games for tomorrow. That'll be pretty fun. And we'll do a Jingles HR, because why bloody hell not? All right, let's get into it. Episode 975 of NBA Australia. Oh, man, we're getting close to the thousand. Oh, jeez. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack! Ah, you better better watch out for the Barkley attack if you're Shaq, actually. Shaq, you don't know Slender Man. Oh yeah, you ain't never been Slender. <laughs> it's pretty good. Not bad, but really, you should watch out for the Calvin Johnson attack if you're Kevin Durant. Jeez. Or you should watch out for the KD attack if you're Wemby. We'll get to that later. But either way, awesome, awesome set of games to talk about today. So let's get into it with the daily whip around. That's right. Uh, we had Slender Man, Wemba Man. Does that work? Slim Worm? Nah, Wemba Man. There you go. Uh, some other fun ones. It was kind of like a weird decision by the NBA to go, no, we won't have like heaps of games on like Halloween, which is like the most fun night of the year, and like we love celebrating that. We'll have three games instead. What are you doing, NBA? Jesus! How many times do I have to tell you, Vice President of fucking Common Sense, Jim, should we have a huge array of games on November 1st, USA time, or on October 31 when there's a captive audience and everyone's really having fun and loving every second of it? Oh, jeez, Adam. I don't know. Probably on October 31. You bunch of goddamn numbnuts, I'll tell you. 
That was a bit of a trip up by the old NBA, I think. Uh, three games only. It's like, God, oh, well, it's a couple of nationally televised ones. Yeah, but it's so much better when there's like 87 things going on all at once for a day like that and you have like an endless array of players parading through with like gnarly costumes and gear. But no, uh, they decided not to. I, for one, would not have. <laughs> I would have had a shit ton of games. Tomorrow, there's like 13 games. Friday, we kick off like the uh, NBA Cup games as well. Oh, no, that's Saturday, I think, but still. Uh, chaos, chaos, chaos. Uh, before we get to the Harden trade, speaking of which, there's a couple of other little bits and bobs. Joel Embiid was fined $35,000 for the DGEN X, the old Triple H. Suck it. That was pretty good. Keon Johnson is now on the Nets, not to be confused with Keldon Johnson. It's just key on. Uh, and the new court designs for the in-season tournament. There's a really good article about them by Jacques Lowe. And uh, basically the workings behind the scenes of like pulling this off. And it was 100%. Like I've been in meetings like this where everyone's just like, are we fucking actually going to do this? Oh, God, that's a lot of work. And everyone's like suggesting maybe some alternate vibes. Some It's like, ah, oh, there's no bad ideas. What about if they wore different warm-up jerseys? Like, no, Steve, that is a bad idea, and you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Seriously, so the alternate court designs are rad. I love the concept. Love the concept. The execution on some of them, what was it? I think stats going on with you, all 30, and like eight of them were grey. Fuck off the grey! What do you do with grey? Oh, it's an integral part of our colour design. If you're not the San Antonio Banderas Spurs, fuck off. They're, even they should be just using the black and white, but even they have a really good other set of colours with that sweet, sweet, sweet one that they came up with and some of the uh, you know the bright turquoise and gear like that. Yeah, fuck off with the greys, you bunch of dead shits. But I do love it. As it goes through the story, it's like, oh, well, instead of alternate courts, it's like we came up with some ideas like how to make it really sort of different from like a normal game. And uh, what about different warm-up jerseys? Like, I hope that executive got punched full in the fucking face. Because that is the most time-wasting, meeting bullshit suggestion. It's like, I need to speak. Look at me. Speak, speak, speak. What about different warm-up jerseys? Like, all right. Yeah, good one, Steve. We Did you come up with that one all by yourself? It's a world-shaking one, that one, you fucking moron. Anyway, uh, it was interesting that NBA had to insist on some of the colours for some of the teams. Uh, I think the Knicks were like, why do you want to go grey? And they're like, nah. And then they're like, uh, hey, uh, Kings, can you go red? And the Kings are like, well, we don't, what? <laughs> but some of them got told to go get fucked, and we've got some pretty cool ones. I am fascinated to see which ones will actually be on tally, so that'll be fun. But I reckon it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I really like it. Let's do it. The James Harden trade, 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 trade. Let's grade it, boys. Grade it. Yay. Uh, James Harden, is there a more charmed dead shit in the NBA? All this motherfucker does is eat wings, hang out with strippers, and get traded to the next city he wants to go hang out and eat wings and hang out with strippers in. Like, that is an incredible life. James Harden has won at life. Every time he's like, nah, I don't want to play for this fucking team anymore. Trade me to the Team X. And his current team then goes, all right. <laughs> what are we doing? And the other team's like, well, 
He's just quit on his last couple of teams. This time it's going to be fine. Ridgy Didge. Unbelievably dumb shit across the board by both the Sixers and the Clippers. The Sixers get fuck all in return for James Harden, but at least they get something, including some picks. That's kind of nice. The Clippers now have no picks until 20-fucking-42. But they've got James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, (laughs) and Russell Westbrook, uh, the greatest team of 2014 ever assembled outside of the actual Miami Heat that year. (laughs) Actually, it was the Spurs who won the title that year, so whatever. Uh, But still, the Sixers send James Harden, as well as his best mate, PJ Tucker, a.k.a. the only bloke who stops him from getting into fights at strip clubs, and uh, Philip Petrusev. He's going to be sitting there going, fucking, where am I going? Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, (laughs) To the Clippers. In return, they receive Lord Robert Covington, Nick Batum, oh, I was still Phyllis Money, Marcus Morris, KJ Martin, aka Kenya Martin Jr., uh, a 2028 unprotected first rounder, which is probably the key aspect of this, right? Because <clears throat> who knows what the fuck that's going to be. Uh, 2029 pick swap with Eclipse as well. Again, not bad. Who knows what's going to happen in six years' time. And an additional first round from OKC, which is like the least favorable of about three fucking picks that OKC gave to the Clippers to give to Philly in return for another pick swap. It's just, it's just a lot. It's just, all right, man. All right. Ins and outs, eh? And two second rounders, don't forget. Uh, Amazing gear. Just absolutely amazing gear because it really is. It's like the 2029 pick swap, the 2028 unprotected first. You're like, that'd probably do it. And then you're like, oh, it's the Clippers. They'll just keep spending. Eh, sometimes that doesn't help. Just look at the nets. Um, but that weird sort of extra rerouted one is pretty, it's like the least favorable first round pick swap of OKC or Denver in 2027 or something. I think the Clippers get that swap. Uh, that other extra one is that it's like a 2029, I think. No, 2026 first round pick, which is the least, that's right, the least favorable OKC Clippers in Houston. Fuck me dead. It's just so much dumb shit. Anyway, rate it. Oh, the Sixers, to get anything for Harden feels like an A+, doesn't it? The dude wasn't playing. They were still kicking us anyway. Now they get a bunch of, uh, I don't know, serviceable veterans Kenny Martin Jr., I mean, that's fine. To get two first couple of seconds, even if they're shit, I mean, the dude wasn't playing, so you feel like it's good. But flip side is Daryl Morey would go back and, well, new old Daryl Morey would go back to the future and, like, punch Daryl Morey, this Daryl Morey in the face for this sort of shit, right? It's like you let yourself get blinded by love of James Harden and you fucked yourself, Daryl. So I'll love you, James. James, I'll love you, man. Can you come play for me? I'll fill it. I fucking love you, man. Man, I fucking love you, James. James, just come and play for me in Philly. Daryl, that's tampering. I don't fucking care, man. I love him so much. And he still sort of comes out of this just going, yep, sure. What did come out of this, though, is that it was basically, it's coming from on high, uh, from ownership, just going, get this fucking done, Daryl. Or it's your ass. And he's like, Jesus, all right, fine. But to not get Terrence Mann is like a kick in the nuts. But they do still get the two first and a swap. 
some veterans, but interestingly enough, they're all expiring contracts as well. So they could feasibly, if they don't flip those picks for somebody else that they think can help them right now, <laughs> Zach Levine, uh, then they could still go out there and kick the tires on someone in of free agency this time. Well, the end of this season, right? So, First off, you've got addition by subtraction where Harden wasn't playing anyway. Fuck him off. He's gone. You get rid of those horrible vibes. You bring in Batum, Covington. Covington's coming home. I love that. He's coming home. One of the Morai. I mean, Marcus Morris in Philly, his hometown, like that's just... Oh, boy. Anyway. You're still just going to give it a B, though, because like this is all you get for James Harden after all you gave up to get him. Uh, I don't know. The Clips B+, plus, just because... Actually, no, I'll give this a C. Because they've just gone and fucking impoverished themselves for a decade to get a whole bunch of old dudes who play ISO ball. This is great. As I said, they created the best team for 2020-14 in 2023 when everyone's fucking at the end of their careers. You've got three dudes who have like the highest points in the league uh, without winning a title, which is just great. And you bring in Harden, who just goes, oh, well, we brought him in for the playoff run. When was the last time he had a great playoff run? Oh, was it the time that he completely shit the bet against the Celtics last year? What about the year before when he shit the bet against Miami? What about the bubble Rockets? Oh, what about the 18 Rockets? Oh, what about the 16 Rockets? Yeah, Yeah, not bad, eh? Nah. One of the very single worst playoff performer superstars we've ever had. Literally ever. And you're like, nah, this is the answer. What do you think Brooklyn thought when they traded <laughs> traded for him from Houston? What do you think Philly thought when they got him from Brooklyn? Clippers like, nah. It's going to be different this time. What's the fucking definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. James Harden will save us. Wrong! No chance. Uh, I just feel like it doesn't solve their ills, right? Pairing Harden with Russ for the third time in their careers, which is hilarious. With Paul George and with Kawhi. <laughs> like, cool. You've got a bunch of big names, but doesn't like a Malcolm Brogdon and like a serviceable defensive minded forward or big, wouldn't that sort of help it a little bit more? I don't know. At the same time, I don't mind the fit. Just to play, he just. The. It's annoying because Rusty has Paul George and Kawhi playing pretty well. They're taking some of the best shots of their career. The, there was like the stat about how it's like the best looking, uh, essentially the shot profile is the best they've ever had. Maybe Harden helps that as well. Maybe they just slow this to an absolute fucking crawl when he's out there on the loafing up the court, rolling up there. Paul George and Kawhi just like, all right, check out this made ranger. It's going to be sick. You know, that sort of vibe. So, I don't know. I just don't know if you want to go all in on a bloke who spits the dummy every fucking eight months, throws his toys out of the cot, then wants out of where he is. Who can be a free agent after this season? <laughs> and then he has the audacity to be introduced to like in you know in LA, and it's like, yeah, man, I'm ecstatic to be here. Oh, you don't know how bad it was. It's because it made you made it bad, you fucking moron. You fucking loafed around in Brooklyn. You loafed around in Houston. You loafed around in Philly and demanded a trade. And it's like, now I'm finally where I am. How long do you reckon that's going to fucking last? Not long. 
He just does it each fucking time. Every team for the last like five years has been like, hey, James Harden, it's really good to have James Harden. Hey, does somebody want James Harden? And then they're super happy to be rid of James Harden. One of the most overrated, bullshit, underperforming superstars we've ever had. But fuck, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. All right. Let's take a quick break and come back with some game wraps because I've just sort of yelled a bunch and my throat's a bit sore. <laughs> it's my show. I'll do what the fuck I want. Let's hear from Delhi. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps. Game wraps. Well... Three weird games today because we had the Knickerbockers going to Cleveland and uh, that's right, they went into Cleveland. Cleveland! And kicked the shit out of them, 109-91. Close game for a bit of it and then quickly just started hitting some threes and the Cavs just fell apart in the second half. They managed 39 total points in the second half. They had a big scoring drought in the middle of that third quarter and just could never get it back. It was disheartening. They don't have Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. We get that. Uh, they didn't have go the throw Jared Allen. It's still just like they didn't have my sweet baby Karis LeVert either, right? So you've got D-Wade, the other D-Wade, playing and starting. You've got Okoro, you've got Struess. But, I mean, this is the sort of thing where you're like, all right, let's unleash the George Niang. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Instead, they shot 39% and Donnie Mitchell had 26-3-3 and with three steals a couple of turnovers and that was about it. Uh, very little going on. This is the sort of game where you look at Evan Mobley and go, Mobley, bring us home! And he's like, okay, you got it. Here's six points. And you're like, ah, Mobley, fuck. He shot three and nine. He had 12 rebounds, five assists, a couple of blocks, but was a team worst minus 19. Oh, boy. Knickerbockers, uh, they were pretty good. RJ Barrett was kind of like, he sort of got them going early too, right? It was like he and Mitchell early. And it was like, oh, is RJ Barrett playing his usual awesome once every two week game? Cool. We'll see what happens. Uh, no, no, he's just going to top out at 16 points after a really good first half. <laughs> and then it's all going to fall apart. I feel like he already had his really good game in that win against Atlanta when he had that, what, 26 or whatever it was. But um, yeah. The cool thing is the Cavs shot 39%, the Knicks shot 44%. We get to do this all again tomorrow because they play again tomorrow. Anyway, 19s each for Randall and Brunson. Brunson doing a bit of flopping, not hitting enough threes or doing much assisting, but sort of just doing enough. Hit a couple of buckets late as well. We were like, yep, just a couple of little daggers here and there. He was a plus 21. It's one of those good ones. 19 and 10 for Randall. He shot 5 of 14, but also sort of kept them at the free throw line and just kept the score ticking over, which is pretty important when you're in a 109-91 grinded out. So good win by the Knicks. They jump back up to 2 and 2. They needed that one pretty desperately. It's a bad loss, though, for the Cavs. They're 1-3 in a bit of, an, a bit of a hole. Garland dealing with a hammy already. Allen already out. It's just Donnie Mitchell's just got to be looking at this going, all right, I'm going to turn it on in New York tomorrow. <laughs> Make them trade for me. Get me the fuck out of Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, what else? San Antonio Phoenix. This game was fucking electric. Wembenyama versus... Little Wembenyama, KD. That's right, the little one. If you stretch out KD, you've got Wemby. Because uh, he missed a whole bunch of threes to start off with and hit him. This game was sick. San Antonio were out of it. 
And then a 33 to 19 fourth quarter. They came from the fucking clouds. They were down 10. They were down 11 in the fourth quarter. They were down 13 in the fourth quarter. Absolutely incredible gear. And then bang, Devin Vassell, Trey Jones. They're just, Wembenyama's just doing shit. Chetty Osman's in and amongst it. You're like, what's going on? KD's like, not on my watch. And then boom, didn't matter. Vassell just kept fucking going. Skadoosh. The Vassell three that got them back within three with like a couple of minutes to go was like, yes, they're on here. But KD, it's a big jump shot right at the end. They keep squeaking it out. And then we've got, what, the last minute, Wemby hits that jump shot. And then Wemby has the foot put back with like six seconds to go. And you're like, oh, shit. It's like a one-point game. They inbound the ball to KD. He's in Coffin Corner. Calden Johnson comes over from behind. He's being triple teamed all of a sudden. Calden, Calden Johnson grabs the ball, throws it up and in, and they're up. And KD misses the game winner. And the Spurs, from out of fucking nowhere, have won the game. 115-114. Unbelievable gear. KD dunked all over Wemby to go up 19 at one point in this game. And you're like, pack her up, boys. It was just before the half. We're done. This game is over. It was like 43-62. And then Wembenyama just goes, oh, that was cool. Check this out. Wapow! And puts Drew Eubanks into the crust of the earth. And it drags it back to 17 at the half. And then they just sort of stuck around. Like they had these little runs. Phoenix was just asleep at the wheel. No Beal, no Booker. The Suns were still fucking him up. And then they just decided to stop hitting any shots. It was fucking weird. It was really weird. It's like one of those things like, yeah, maybe if you had a point guard, this shit wouldn't fucking happen. <laughs> Seriously. It's absolutely gross. Anyway. 19 points for Grayson, the most punchable man in the NBA, Allen. 20 for Eric Gordon. I don't want to be here. Big Nurkic, how are Bulls in bed? 12 and 12. Of course, KD with the 26 points, two rebounds, seven assists, two steals, five turnovers. 12 and 19, only one of three from downtown. Udop hit three threes. Nasir Little hit a couple of threes as well. But they were rolling. They shot 50% from the floor, 46% from three. They went 18 to 39 from three. The Spurs went, that's cute. Check this out. Fuck you. Bang. Nine blocks. Fucking Wembenyama had four. He ends up with 18-8 with four blocks. Two or six from downtown. downtown. Calden Johnson had 27. He was awesome. Uh, even Zachy Cakes Collins, he had 14-5-4 and four with three blocks himself. And you're like, yeah, this is pretty good. Devin Vassell ends up with 18 on 17 shots, but hit those big shots when it really mattered. And they ran over the top of them. This is like a weird, dumb, hilarious collection of just not that great talent, the Spurs, and they did the damn thing. God, it was beautiful. God, it was hilarious. Good job, Spurs. Uh, They only had 12 turnovers as well compared to 19 for the Suns. 19. This is the Spurs. Unbelievable. And then finally, the Clippers took care of the Magic Men with a massive, massive third quarter. Harden's in a suite watching along. The Magic have not had a great trip to LA. They're now 2-2. Two two. Uh, lose this one by 16. Basically shit the bed against the Lakers, let them come back and punch them in the dick and win the game. 
Uh, I'm fine with that. I think it's learning stakes that you have for Orlando, right? You got a back-to-back set of games in LA. We're going to go over two. It's a bit tough. How do we fix it? Well, Paolo's going to hit some fucking shots. That'd be handy. Also, Cole Anthony, can you just play like two good games in a row? <laughs> uh, it was a weird game. It was a weird game from the outset. The Clippers scored 13 points in the first quarter, and I'm like, ah, yeah, they're fucked. They've got the, we've just traded for James Harden. We've got no depth. We're still just going to like roll out there with like fucking who knows what. And then it sort of just turned. Rusty was rolling. Paul George kicked some fucking ass in that third quarter. They outscored them by 20 in the third quarter, and the game's over. Like, that was it. Gary Harris couldn't keep up the uh, amazing shit from yesterday. He had, what, nine points. And really, for me, it's like Paolo Banquero. This is the game where you go, motherfuckers, I'm the number one pick. Check this out. I'm awesome. Skadoosh. Instead, he had 15 points on 13 shots. He had the 15, 4, 4, and 4. So four steals, but he only goes one of three from downtown. And Franz Wagner, hello, has 14 points on 13 shots himself, right? They both have three turnovers. This is the game where your young core just goes, nah, fuck it. This is a shorthanded Clippers veteran team. We should beat them. We can beat them. They've got like eight dudes. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Oh, how are we not fine? 16 turnovers, that'll do it. Getting out-rebounded by the Clippers is hilarious. And 7 to 30 from downtown. Just need one more shooter, I feel like, off the bench, right? Like Gary Harris, Jingles played 13 minutes. God bless Jingles for not, you know, trying to basically get the other, the rest of the team going. But 0 of 1 in 13 minutes, you've got to take more than one shot, Jingles, in 13 minutes to justify your spot out there on the fucking court. I love you. But in 14 minutes, Mo Wagner has taken seven shots and he's got a giant pumpkin for a fucking head. You put a candle to that motherfucker's mouth, he's going to light up like a jack-o'-lantern. That's what Mo Wagner's doing, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, for the Clippers, uh, Kawaii. <laughs> uh, was out there doing the Lord's work today. Why is that, Jim? Why is that? Well, it's because he went and shot. That's right, he went and shot 311. Thanks, Kawhi. I mean, good on you, mate. I mean, thanks, Hoops. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work there, Kawhi Leonard. Thank you. Uh, elsewhere in that game, I mean, it was really Paul George and Rusty and a big chunk of Bones Highland who went 4-7 from downtown for 17 points. But Paul George, 27-7-7, awesome game. 6-9, nice from 3. 8-17 all. Uh, overall, he and Rusty led the charge in that third quarter. And uh, he had 17 from Norm, Norm Powell as well. I just, look, I want to see more out of the Magic's core. It's very simple. Just fucking fuck them up. This is a Clippers team that's going shorthanded. They're playing the Lakers tomorrow. They won't have Harden for that game either because he's not going to play because they have like a four-day break after that Lakers game. And uh, that'll give him a chance to sort of, you know, sit down, figure some shit out. But goddamn. 14 to 31 from the Clippers from downtown, doubling up the amount of made threes by the Magic. They need another shooter or two. Jingles just fucking breaks your heart. 13 minutes, 0 of 1. What are we doing here? 
Jingles, take some fucking shots, mate. Jesus. Anyway, without further ado, that's a good win for the Glibbers, 3-1. Tough loss to the Magic, 2-2. Two two. <sighs> Big game tomorrow, though. LA. The Battle of LA. It's going to be great. That was a weird movie. Anyway, let's do an NBA Australia proof performance of the night. <laughs> nice. That's a knife. I mean, Paul George is good. Sparked that 41-21 third quarter run by the uh, Clippers to win the game. But we're going to go Calden Johnson. Johnson stole the ball. 27 points for Calden Johnson. 10 of 20 shooting. 4 of 9 from downtown. He was fucking spectacular. God, he was good in this game. Calden Johnson just going, yep, yeah, that's a neat little Suns team you got there. Oh, geez, it'd be a real shame if someone stole this ball from Kevin Durant. pop out! Off he went. Off he goes. 27 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals, 0 turnovers, a plus 1. Unreal game from Kelton Johnson. And Wemby, seriously, 18-8 and eight with 4 blocks. He had the 5 turnovers. He shot 6-12 overall and 2-6 from downtown. He was spectacular. Malah, 4 blocks. And that fucking dunk on Drew Eubanks was just, oh, it's bloody good. It's bloody good. Spud of the night. Spud, 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 of the night. Spud of the night. D-Wade, the other D-Wade, a.k.a. the shit D-Wade. Dean Wade. Just covered himself in glory today. 0 of 5, 0 of 4 of Richmond from downtown. Three rebounds, three fouls, one assist, one turnover. Everything perfectly in balance. Uh, Struce gave a bit of a run, though. 2 of 8, 1 of 7 from downtown. Randall even shot 5 of 14, but yeah, nothing really touches uh, Dean Wade today. Uh, the perfect combination of, I don't know, Dwayne Wade and Wayne. <laughs> I love it. But really, I just want to thank Kawhi for coming out there and doing the Lord's work. Because, again, we'll just do it again because we haven't done it the last couple of days. What did Kawhi Leonard shoot again there, Jim? Yeah, he shot 311. All right, who's old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Danny Green is going to be like, what the fuck did I do? He gets waived by the Sixers so they can actually fit in all those new players. He's like, come on, man. Daniel House Jr. is going to be like, what the fuck? You took PJ Tucker to the Clippers? What about me? It isn't fair. I hit some threes. Now I'm stuck in fear. That's how Daniel House Jr. is feeling right now. But the best one, the best one out of all of this is fucking Furkan Korkmaz. He asked to be in the trade. Both sides went, yeah, nah, nah, we're good. Fuck off, Furkan. What are you doing? So that was pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> Sucked in, dickhead. Someone help that man out. He wants out so badly. He's like fucking Milton in office space. He really is. Unbelievable. Uh, Pantsing of the night. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Uh, Wemby by KD. That was just fucking welcome to the NBA, kid. And then Drew Banks getting absolutely obliterated by Wemby. I am fucking so on board with all of this. This is going to be unreal. 
Like, seriously, what are we doing? Just, this is like, what, game four? <laughs> That's fucking wicked. Wemby's destroying dudes already because he's just like, uh, I reckon I can reach that rim from over you and five feet away because <laughs> I've got like the wingspan of a fucking Quetzalcoatlus. What are we doing here? That's awesome. Good shit. Love it. Let's do a better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Well, Wemby is the number one pick, so we're not going to do that. But uh, I want to give this one to Devin Vassell. He's having a fucking real good year. Uh, 18 points today. It did come on the 7 of 17 shooting, but he he went 3 of 8 from downtown and really fucking led that big comeback and played his ass off. Like, he's the sort of exact perfect sort of anonymous E combo with Keldon Johnson, right? Where it's just like, who's that? Oh, yeah, Devin Vassell. Dude's averaging 20 points a game. Like, he's crushing it. He had 23 against Dallas. He had 25 against Houston. 18, 6, and 5 today. Absolutely smash rated it. Uh, the three steals as well. Today, Devin Vassell was better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, the magic tweet of the day is not so much of a scary magic anything. Uh, it's much more about the simple fact that magic was basically assessed to become, what, the fourth ever billionaire that was a uh, an actual athlete. And that's... Pretty fucking good. <laughs> so it's like one point two bill. They've uh, sort of been there. It's like it feels like Magic Johnson has been a billionaire for a really long time, and he just sort of never told anybody. Like he has so many uh, different sort of business ventures. Like he owns a bunch of Starbucks, uh, film things, all the other bits that he sort of bits and bobs that he owns. It's awesome. So I think there's also that weird one where, well, he earned, only earned like four, only 40 mil throughout his career, but that like goes to 110 mil in today's money. But it's all his entrepreneurship and shit that uh, made him really fucking rich. It's like, so what is it like? MJ, Tiger, LeBron, I want to say. Fourth billionaire athlete. I think that's right. Um, so great job by Magic. Make your money, sir. Make your money. Uh, right. We've got an early front runner as well, I think, for uh, Dickhead of the Week with uh, Chris Broussard dropping a hard R word on a national TV show. What the absolute utter fuck, you dead shit. Chris Broussard is a mouth-breathing fuck knuckle. Seriously, what are we doing? Oh, well, well I had a oh, dear, dear cousin who was developmentally challenged and disabled. And so, all right, shut up, fuckwit. What a dickhead. All right, back with... In a second with a couple of ENRs, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All 
right, let's do some of your Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it. NBAAustralia.com slash shop or just click through the links on the socials. Uh, get a T-shirt, get a hoodie because i got to pay a big fucking vet bill. Uh, so I mentioned this at the top. Pretty sad vibes. The poor little fella, Larry himself, he's the uh, owner of this here studio. Larry Arm, well, he's not the owner. We own the house. He's the dog. Poor little bloke has been diagnosed with diabetes. He's got the diabetes. Uh, just fucking sucks. So, now nah, I spent the morning with uh, my wee man Larry in at the vet. It took him fucker ages. Did a urine test, blood work, all this sort of shit. So, I'll get the final word once the uh, blood's come back from the lab. But it's very, very much looking like poor little dude is dealing with uh, diabetes. He's been sort of just peeing on himself overnight and sort of waking up going, oh, what have I done? Oh, Joby. And I'm like, I'm, it's all right, buddy. I'm getting sick of cleaning stuff. but So now he's like, you know, sleeping in the bathroom. He's got a new mat. He's still peeing on that. So we go in there today and they're like, yeah, we'll check to see. What's, I thought basically probably a urinary tract infection maybe. We'll see. Maybe something else. Hopefully nothing dire. Uh... But yeah, it looks like it's diabetes. So poor little bugger. So I don't know. Buy a hoodie, buy a t-shirt. So I'm going to afford that horrifyingly. <laughs> like the vet thing is like, what are you going to do at the end? It's like, well, what do you mean it's that much? It's like, yeah, it's just how much everything fucking costs. Anyway, um, no, you don't have to buy a hoodie or a t-shirt with my dog sob story. I just wanted to mention. Fucking Wee Larry is a legend. I think a lot of folks out there who've been listening to this show for a long time have heard me reference him plenty of times. Little fluffhead. Love him. So it's a bit of a sad one, but he should be fine. As long as we're sort of onto it. And he has to have like insulin twice a day and all that sort of stuff. But goddamn, bit of a kick in the guts, that one. Righto. Anyway, smiles the rest of the way. Let's do some yeah, nahs. Does Harden work in LA next to Kawhi, Paul George, Rusty Harden, Pal, Zoobs, PJ Tucker, Man and Plumley. Yeah, nah. I mean, he probably works as much as anyone would. I'm going to say, yeah. The big problem is going to be in the playoffs where you're like, oh, that's right. This motherfucker, Fat Man Hoop, Alec Lynn, doesn't play any fucking defense. And that's okay sometimes when you get a giant seven foot Cameroonian uh, named Joel Embiid behind you. But when it's Ivica Zubac, it gets a little bit trickier. And Kawhi and Paul George are going to be like, can you fucking try to stop somebody? Like, it's a big difference. Like, when you've got two good perimeter defenders out there and you've got one absolute fucking chunky turnstile, they're going to hate it. But the thing is, he can pass, he can shoot. If you can do that in to a half-decent degree, look, it'll work to a degree that raises their ceiling a little bit. But at the same time, like, fucking hell. You've also... Mortgage your entire future for the next fucking decade. So, great. <laughs> you better hope it works this year. But is James Harden the real winner in this Clipper Sixers trade rather than both sides? Yeah, nah, yeah, he is, right? Like, he's the guy who's just like, ha I always get what I want. And everyone's like, why? Why does he always get what he wants? It's like, well, he bitches and moans the most and the loudest, and he's already rich. <laughs> like, what does he fucking care? So, yeah. Uh, Daniel had a really good one. Daniel Crawford sent in, Jimmy, yeah, nah. James Harden would have been a much better fit in Miami and they could have done a similar trade to what was planned with Dame, trading Tyler Hero on picks for him. 
Strange bunch of egos put together on the clips now. Very Halloween-y. Yeah, nah. Look, he would have been fucking awesome in Miami. I think next to Bam, next to Jimmy, you're right. Like, he's just basically a supercharged version of Tyler Hero anyway. Uh, Hero's not stopping anyone on defense. He's probably a better playmaker, a better shooter than, well, maybe, I don't know about shooting at the moment. Who knows with uh, Harden, but... Like basically putting him in place of hero makes Miami way more way more interesting, way more dangerous, raises their ceiling probably higher than he does on the Clippers, if that makes sense. So this is a good point by Daniel, I think. That idea that like Miami probably would have gotten the best and the most out of him out of all the other teams in the NBA and probably utilized him best, he probably would have raised their ceiling higher than almost anywhere else he would have gone. And especially, he probably does, he would raise it more than he does on the Clippers, you know what I'm saying? Because they've already got Kawhi, they've already got Paul George, they've already got Russell Westbrook. It becomes like an overlapping skill set, like a little bit more of inherent redundancy rather than what he could be doing next to Jimmy Butler, next to Bam in Miami. That would have been a great fit. Daniel makes a good point. Uh, Zach also has a good one. Yeah, nah, Jimmy. Is Brunson going to get whiplash from all the neck throwing? <laughs> Brunson does love a good head throwback on every drive, and he does like those weird little baseline fallaway jump shots. So, yeah, he'll put his fucking back out. That's a good one. I like that one, Zach. Ah, uh, what do we got? Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I kind of do feel like the unpopular opinion is that I think Harden will be fine in LA, right? Like he'll make them a bit better, but at the same time, I don't know if they needed exactly his skill set. Like, you bring back Terrence Mann, like, it probably fits handier. You probably still just need, like, a rim protector, I think, more than anything. Just, if you could turn that into a fucking lockdown, grinded-out defensive juggernaut in LA and then go, right, Kawhi, poor George, bring us home on offense. It's like, yeah, sweet. With a couple of shooters, you would have been laughing. But either way, I think the unpopular opinion is Harden will be fine. They'll be all right. He's fucking good still for the moment. Give it a year. But I mean, he might be. Who the fuck knows where he'll be in a year? China. Outback Takehouse. It's Tuesday. Ah, it's Wednesday at Outback. You know what that means? It means I don't know what fucking day it is. That's right. It also means that we fucking nailed a roo on the way back from kindy this morning. And I fed it to the poor sick dog, so sucked in. There's nothing left for you. Only at Outback. That's right, even the dogs eat great here. And our specific dog's now going to go on a specific diet. It's probably going to cost me even more fucking money. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Girl Take is... Oh, I still love that dog more than anything, just about. It's going to go the family members, then the dog, then everything else. Adam Silver forced Daryl Morey to take a shit deal because he didn't want this hanging over the NBA's head before Adam Silver's precious, my precious NBA Cup started this weekend. Only at Outback. To be honest, it feels very much like an Adam Silver thing to do. Have all of the attention go back on the NBA right now, just before the NBA Cup thing goes. It's like, hey, uh, check this out. Look at these courts. Isn't that fun? Hey, what are those courts for, man? Uh, James Harden's been traded. Oh, shit. Everybody, quick. <laughs> like, Let's go check it out. What's going on? Oh, wow, the NBA Cup. That sounds interesting. What's that? 
That's just great marketing. Good job, Adam Silver. Ah, oh, thanks, Jimmy. It's not a problem. I really am starting to learn something from you. Okay, buddy. Okay. Oh, boy. And how good was the uh, Woj story as well? He's like, yep, I was told not to leave the airport and be in the air because the train could go down at any minute and stayed at Newark. Newark Airport, Airport, New Jersey. Got kicked out of the lounge, kicked out of the airport, got home and uh, did all the tweeting and shit. Dropped it overnight there, not their time. Look. Still the heavyweight champion of the world, Woj. Absolutely smash arms. So great job by Woj. Dropping bombs. All right, let's do a really quick Australian player watch. And Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber Award for outstanding team in the field of excellence and previews for tomorrow right after, let's say, this. This is Shane Hill. And you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Strayham Player Watch. All we had today uh, was our man Jingles, as I mentioned, playing the uh, Clipper Raiders. And again, as I mentioned, he went 0-1 in his uh, minutes. Uh, not going great. 13 minutes for Jingles. 0 of 1. He had 1 rebound, 1 assist. He was a minus 4 in his 13 minutes. And he had 0 points. He has currently made 1 shot this season. He is 1 of 8 for the year. Uh, 0 of 4. Uh, 0 of 5 from downtown, sorry. All up. And it's just... Uh, I just want to sort of see him get into a bit of a groove. It'll come. Don't worry about that. But yeah. Bit of a shit one. I'll tell you. I would tell you that much. All right. Let's do an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber. The excellence is probably Slenderman's cost. Uh, Wemby Yammer Man, Wemby Man, Wemba Man. There you go. Uh, that was an excellent costume. It really, really was. So I probably want to give it to uh, Wemby just based off of that. Uh, but also, just the sheer audacity of Golden Johnson. There was a ninety-eight percent win probability, up twenty points in the third quarter. Uh, the Spurs turned that around and won. That is absolute fucking. Chaos. I love it too. Uh, but Wemby, the four blocks, the five blocks, these games are just going to keep on happening. It's just awesome. Like KD trying to shoot over the top of Wemby Yama early, like on that baseline jumper that he took, was fucking fantastic. So, <sighs> it's so much fucking fun. But basically, 18 points, eight rebounds, four blocks, two threes, beating Kevin Durant. We're just going to give uh, Wemby. A bit of excellence. Just like, I don't know, should we call him the French mumba? <laughs> He's bloody big. He's so fucking big. Right. Let's do it. Let's do the Penny Mills Game Day Blog Game Day Twitter check-in. I think we had a Ben Simmons. Uh, let's do a Ben Simmons check-in, I guess. I think we had a Simo one. Let's check. Yeah, we've got a new Simmons post. Here we go. 
trick and treats. And it's just him sort of going nuts, hitting some nice passes because he's not hitting shots and then doing some dunks because that's what he does. It's pretty inspiring. Good job, Benny. Be nice. Be nice. Uh, Dan Drosher actually just sent through. Yeah, no, this is live. Haha, Vogel forgot that he can call a timeout and advance the ball. Self-pantsing the highest order by the Suns. Holy shit, I didn't realize that Vogel had a timeout then. What the fuck was he doing inbounding the ball? Oh, that is egregious by the Suns. What the fuck? Amazing. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. For tomorrow, we have a huge array of games. We've got Portland at Detroit. Uh, The Pistons are favorites in this. They should be. Uh, They are better than Portland. They are bigger than Portland. I'm going to take Detroit minus three and a half. I think they'll be a little bit too good, especially the guard play. I think you'll see Cade a little bit too good, too big, especially early on in uh, Scoot's career. Shade and Sharp will probably have a bit of a good one, but I like Detroit in this minus three and a half. Millie Walker, it's a Gonquin for the good land. It will be up there in Canada taking on Toronto. I love the Bucks minus five and a half. Toronto just look wobbly. Just a little bit, just like OG, Siakam, and Scoob. It should work. At the moment, it is not. I'm going to go Milwaukee to cover that five and a half point line. Washington in Atlanta. Atlanta, can they can keep up that like insane stuff that they pulled off against the Bucks the other day? I think they can. I think they can win this. But Washington are eight and a half point underdogs. I'm going to take the eight and a half points from Washington just because I think they can make that a game. Between Kuzma and Poole, up against, uh, you know, Trey Young and co. It does scream out, shoot out, shoot out, and away they go. Oh, that's actually moved to seven and a half. Oh. And I might still take Washington. Oh, that's a bit trickier, actually, than eight and a half. It's a bit of a key number there. Uh, look, fuck it. We'll go Washington. I think they can at least push Atlanta. Indy, a plus 11 and a half against Boston. Look, last year Boston struggled with some of these big lines. I think I'll take Indy to cover the 11.5. Indy aren't that bad. Uh, the Chicago Bulls did sort of give Boston a bit of a blueprint on how to attack Tyrese Halliburton when they came back and stomped all over Indy yesterday. But 11.5, a quality team like Indy, even in Boston, I'll take the paces plus 11.5. Another big line as well. Brooklyn in Miami. Brooklyn are plus 6.5. They don't have Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm not worried by that at all. Roll Simo and Cam Thomas out there. Plus six and a half. I'll take Brooklyn in that one. Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland at New York again. Welcome to New York. We just fucking saw you. Uh, the Knicks are now six and a half point favorites. It was two and a half when I wrote that down. That is a lot. I might take Cleveland plus six and a half and Donnie Mitchell to go off. Uh, if we find out that Donnie Mitchell is not playing in this one, I'll be taking New York. It's actually an interesting one as well, right? Because New York play their dudes all the time because Tibbs is a psycho. Uh, And they did just beat them pretty handily. And they are at home. Cleveland will be one of the bigger disappointments if they don't get this one rolling, though. I'll take the Cavs plus six and a half. If Donnie Mitchell doesn't go, I'm going back to New York, though. I reserve my right. New Orleans at OKC. This is a weird game. Uh, I'm going to take the Thunder minus three and a half at home. I think Chet... Giddy, SGA, there's a few too many weapons on this OKC team for this Pelican squad. Even with a fit and firing Zion, I'll take OKC minus three and a half. They can just get by New Orleans. That should be like a four or five point game, so I'll take the three and a half for OKC. Charlotte at Houston. Oh, jeez. Who's watching this one? 
That was two and a half to Charlotte. It's now one and a half. I'm going to still take Charlotte plus one and a half. Houston just leave me cold. Even at home. Actually, this does sort of feel like the shing... Uh, look, Charlotte, maybe. Lamelo needs a really good game after a horrible outing against Boston. Ah, Brooklyn, so I'll take Lamelo and the Hornets plus one and a half. On the road in Houston. We'll see what happens there. It's going to be weird. Denver at Minnesota. Minnesota uh, currently three and a half point underdogs at home. I'm going to take Minnesota. Jim, they lost 4-1 against them in the playoffs last year. They did. They actually played them pretty tough at the target center. I'm going to take Minnesota plus three and a half. I think the size. Joker basically averaged a triple-double in those playoff in that playoff run anyway. But the one game that Minnesota did win in that series was in Minnesota. And I think they've won four, well, one and covered four of the last five times they've played in Minnesota against Denver. So I'll take Minnesota plus three and a half. Chicago in Dallas. Uh, this was plus five and a half when I wrote it down earlier. It is now four and a half. I am sort of landing Dallas now, actually. Minus four and a half. Yep. Let's go Dallas. Memphis at U- I think, reasoning behind that, Dallas can score 126 points. They've done that every game so far. And it would not be surprising if they kept doing it. Chicago's defense isn't too bad, though. Well, it wasn't last year. So far this year, it's not been very good because they lost to the fucking Pistons, 118-102. Gave up 124 to the Thunder. Look, I'm going to lean still with Dallas. Dallas minus four and a half. Let's go. Utah hosting Memphis. I'm going to go the Yaz. Let's go the Yaz minus two and a half against Memphis. The Grizzlies are just a shell of themselves. This does feel like a little bit of a trap game, but Utah also desperately need to get wins on the board because they are not going very well. And are, in fact, 1-3. and three. Very, very, very much similar to a very bad 0-4 Grizzlies team. So give me Utah, minus 2.5. Sacramento at Golden State. This line of Sacramento against Golden State is current lie. Currently, current lie. 7.5 still. No Darren Fox for Sacramento because he tweaked his ankle. I'm going to go Golden State, minus 7.5. I'd probably just lean Golden State head-to-head because Sacramento have enough firepower. They give up like 121 points. They score 125 points themselves. I'd go the over in this game. Uh, I'll go Golden State minus 7.5 as well. Clippers, Lakers. The Lakers minus 4.5 against a Clippers team on a back-to-back. Even if they're both playing at home, I'm going to go the Lakers minus 4.5 with a big bounce back. Uh, Well, actually, they beat the Magic the other day, but I think the Lakers need like a big statement win. Did you know the Clippers have beaten the Lakers 11 straight times? 11 straight. The Clippers. The Lakers haven't beaten them since the bubble. I think that changes. I think AD has a huge game against Zoobs. And uh, LeBron versus Kawhi. I just don't know if they're going to play Kawhi on a back-to-back, you know? So I'll take the Lakers minus four and a half right now. I think that's all of them. So Kings, Warriors, we're going to go Warriors minus seven and a half. Lakers minus four and a half over the Clippers. Jazz minus two and a half over the Grizzlies. Dallas minus four and a half against the Bulls. Minnesota plus three and a half against Denver. Hornets plus one and a half against Houston. Nets plus six and a half against the Heat. Washington plus seven and a half over Atlanta. Plus 11 and a half of the Pacers against Boston, even if Boston win that one. Uh, Pacers cover that big line. Cavs, we'll go plus six and a half for them against the Knickerbockers. Pelicans, Thunder, we're going to go Thunder minus three and a half. Bucks minus five and a half against the Raptors and the Pistons minus three and a half against Portland. That is a lot of games tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. 
And we'll be back to wrap it all up for you tomorrow because that's what we do here on NBA Australia every bloody day. Lots of Aussies in action, too. I got Gids. I got the Dallas guys. Ah, oh, it's just everybody. Dice and Daniels. Let's go. Weird that there's like 13 teams. What do we not have? We don't have Philly. Don't have Orlando. Anyway. Uh, anywho, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, all over the socials. You know that. NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. Good episode this week. Chopping it up each week about the NFL, so go subscribe to that. Rate and review uh, both those shows, actually. NBA Australia and NFL Australia on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on your Android phone, it really does help. So come on, rate, review, and star it, or I'll fucking fight you. Get around NBAAustralia.com slash shop, get your merch, get your merch. And a big thanks always goes to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They rule. Uh, check out their other band, House Hats, as well. And big thanks goes to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex, Should I, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And we'll close out today's show with a really quick Jingles HR. And we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. G'day, Joe Ingalls here, head of Jingles HR. Yep, the world's leading HR solutions firm. Because when I'm not sinking threes, getting into Disney for free, rehabbing my knee, or blowing kisses, or even enjoying my real estate in Paul George's head, I'm one of the world's leading HR experts helping you with all your HR questions and problems. We've got an interest we're on this week, so let's get to it, shall we? It comes from a James in Los Angeles. Dearest Joseph, I recently got a new job for a new organization. And I'll tell you what, it's weird because my old boss won't stop calling me and leaving me messages and doing kissing emojis. How do I tell him to back off without, you know, entirely ruining that relationship? Also, what do you reckon I should do in a new place? It's I've done it a couple of times. Have you got any tips? Cheers, James, Los Angeles. Thanks for writing in there, James. Yeah, look, the old ex-boss. Oh, that is a rough one. Uh, you got to be firm but fair and go, look, uh, I think it's inappropriate uh, what you're saying and sending to me. The dick pics are very not appreciated. Uh, please stop sending them. Uh, that sort of gear. Uh, but as for the new place, look, I will always, always, always revert back to the very simple shout Friday night froths. Simple as that. Take everybody to your favorite watering hole, Order a couple of rounds on you, get them all lubricated and rolling, and off you go. Look, whatever your taste might be, James, in LA, I don't know, but that's what I'm just saying. That's probably the easiest way to, you know, break open some of these relationships, get everybody on side, and go from there. I mean, from a HR perspective, just make sure that, you know, you're out there and you know everybody and you know what makes them tick. I mean, as we always say here at Jingles HR, I mean, the... uh, you get a, you win a lot more friends with with honey and uh, raspberry flavored lube than other things. You know what I'm saying? I've just got a sneaking suspicion who this is. I'm just saying. So anyway, that's all we've got time for this week on Jingles HR. I've been Jingles. 
Ciao, Ingles. Get a job up, yeah.